Hey Jake, uh, welcome to Network Capital. I love uh, you know what you're building, and we generally host very interesting people doing interesting things. So tell us a bit about uh, who you are uh, and what are you building today. Yep. So happy to be here. Um, my name is Jake. Uh, originally from New York, um, I ended up going to school in California at Stanford, and and now I'm back in New York with the the rest of the Palette team. Um, so what Palette is. Um, is, is a new age recruiting platform. Um, more so, we're trying to build a, a larger ecosystem um, under the, the idea that um, not one recruiting solution fits um, all of the different problems out there, uh, but, but mm -hmm. there are defi definitely many different um, solutions that, that can kind of be combined into one overarching platform. And so that's what we're trying to build rather than... Um, you know, another uh, tool out there. Um, we'd rather build the infrastructure to allow, you know, many different other parties uh, come up with their own hiring solution. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how did you get interested in this problem and uh, what was college like? Were you building stuff all along or was there some sports and like, give us a flavor. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I wasn't, much of a builder back in college. I was a wrestler. So I was on the wrestling team. So there was sports involved. Um, <laughs> and so I was mostly focused on just academics and, and um, competing. Um, but as I you know, started to age a little bit and was looking for jobs and starting to enter the professional world, um, this problem was, was persistent, right? For me and for you know, many of my peers and classmates where um, I just didn't know what I wanted to do or I, where I wanted to go and do it. Um, I knew relatively the spaces that I might want to be in, right? Something to do with tech, um, but saw that a lot of people um, really started applying to the same places. And, and coming from Stanford, those places are the Googles, the Facebooks, um, yeah. the Goldman Sachs, the McKinsey's, right? And um, it was feeling like those were my only options, right? And, and I think a lot of people felt that way. And so um, the first thing that we did is um, ultimately tried to set out to make this discovery tool. Um, to, to make it easier for job seekers to find um, new and interesting companies that they might not have heard of, um, but are really valuable places to work and especially to start your career at. Um, and so that's initially how we came up with this like list format or what we called Spotify for jobs. Um, Spotify breaking for down jobs, I love that. Yeah, it's breaking down different um, industries and, and sub industries um, into like coherent lists so that um, if you were interested in sustainable tech and you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do um, within that industry or that niche, but you knew that that's somewhere you wanted to find yourself, you could just browse through a list of, you know, a hundred companies or so that were all involved in that space, right? Um, and, and we saw that was a better alternative to, um, you know, what the existing platforms provided, which was um, kind of just a giant database unstructured and broken up by only like a, a search bar, basically asking you, the job seeker who does not know much about what you want to, you know, hmm. where the, the interesting companies are to go and find them yourself. Um, and so the way we saw the, the playlist working, it was, it was more discovery centric. And um, the burden of that discovery was no longer on the user, but on the platform. Um, right. Yeah. And interestingly, that's what we see with um, a lot of existing successful content platforms, right? The Netflixes, the Twitters, the, the Spotify's, 
um, they do a really good job of um, delivering relevant content to curation the, as a service exactly, exactly. Yeah. curation as a service but for some reason in the the job space that didn't exist yet um, and so we decided that we would treat jobs pre-application like pieces of content um, and just mimic you know other successful content platforms and uh, you know I, I know that palette is oh you know one of your several uh, you know products or um, initiatives that you've built but tell us about the transition from wrestling to to uh, to products like you know we we on network capital have hosted people who've done wild things but you're actually the first wrestler termed ceo so tell us more about the lessons from the boxing ring to the startup <laughs> ring like how does it feel yeah so i think that there isn't much of a relationship between um wrestling and recruiting but there's there's a big one between wrestling and startups right hmm. um when you're working on a startup, there there isn't much support around you, right? From from larger enterprises or um, you know within your own organization, it's just a few um, people to begin with, kind of being scrappy. And I think that directly translates to the mat, where um, you know it's pretty directly the responsibility is pretty direct to you, right? It, it sits on your shoulders, maybe one or two others, right? Your training partners, your coaches, or, or your other co-founders, um, and then it's ultimately up to you and and uh, there's a lot of freedom with that as well, um, similar to startups, right? Where there isn't exactly a plan, um, you know, or a list that you follow, but rather like you you intake the information and then you you do with that what you think would be um, lead you to the most success. Uh, and then the second thing is I I you know you can't underestimate the amount of hard work um, and time that goes into startups, and it's the same thing for wrestling, right? Day in and day out, you have to be there, be present. Um, and be, be willing to work or else, you know, it, it's not quite going to work out for you. Um, so yeah. I, I would say that's probably the biggest lesson, being able to, um, you know, sit, sit in those uncomfortable times, maybe when things are uncertain or you're, you're working a little harder than you uh, might have expected and, and just to, to know that you've been there before. Yeah, yeah. So um, when we look at the, the, the product evolution of Palette, uh, mm -hmm. I imagine there was something else that you were building Perhaps you were carrying forward the grit and resilience and the hustle of the wrestling world to that. So how did that go? The we won of Palette and what were some of the lessons from that? Yeah, so um, I think all, we had this, this thesis, this hypothesis, you know, from the beginning that efficient hiring happens in niche marketplaces, right? Mm. And that's why- um, Unpack no, this a little bit, unpack, because yes, all this yes, come from all, yeah. all around the world and they also yeah, have yeah, different yeah. age groups. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, you know, th there's, you know, several types of hiring, but, you know, I, I guess it can be easily broken down into two, vertical um, and horizontal. Horizontal is what we see with LinkedIn and Indeed um, in the larger platforms where um, it encompasses all sorts of different experience levels, um, job types, companies, everything, right? From a, a bartending job to a, um, you know, VP of finance job, right? Anything and everything is under um, this one platform. Vertical marketplaces are much more specific. So um, rather than covering everything to a, you know, a, a small degree, um, they cover one specific niche um, to a very uh, specific degree. So it might be, um, you know, all entry-level jobs, right? Only for that one subgroup of experience levels. Um, it might be software engineering specific, right? That only that type of role and nothing else. 
Um, or it might be, you know, industry specific, right? Like these are all the VC jobs in one place. We don't deal with anything else, but, but um, we're very focused on that. And so right. we saw that um, the vertical marketplaces were more successful, right? If you wanted to be in VC, um, venture capitalism, you would have a, a much better time, much easier time finding a job on one of those venture capitalist um, specific hiring boards, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is um, with the, the vertical marketplaces is they have some inherent problems as well. Um, one of them is discoverability, right? Everybody's heard of LinkedIn. Not everybody has heard of John Gannon's job board, for example, right? And so um, it, it's- Or Lenny Richitsky's job board. Exactly, which is a vertical marketplace, right? And so um, even though if you get to there, um, you'll have a much easier time. It's, it's you know, 95% of people will never find it because um, they're either, you know, they're focusing on whatever, you know, Google's SEO spits at them or um, the LinkedIn or Indeed that they already know. Um, so we wanted to, to combine those two, um, those, two, those two ways, right? The vertical and the horizontal um, into one platform, which is basically um, a horizontal platform made up of hundreds of different um, vertical marketplaces, right? And that's what we call the list. And that was the Spotify for jobs. Um, where, um, you know, we have a list that was venture capitalist specific. And so if that's what was interesting to you, um, you know, it would effectively act as a vertical marketplace, but it would um, be discoverable like a horizontal one. So really combining the best of two worlds. Um, and so that was really product one, right? We had a whole team, our whole team was curating these lists, you know, um, you know, by hand, we, were, we would go through, research and industry. So based on intuition? So we, let's say something so, Stanford. Yeah. yeah, so it was um, not, it was intuition and research. So we would say, okay, mm -hmm. what is a, you know, an industry or a niche that we think um, job seekers would like, or, or a lot of people are asking for. Um, and let's say it's, um, you know, cryptocurrencies, for example, right? A very hot topic. Um, we would go out and, and, you know, in a three or four day, you know, giant research project, um, find, all of the companies that were relevant in the space, um, refine it down to the best ones, um, and then you know physically make a list out of it, publish it on the site, um, and then allow job seekers to look through that list. And so that's how all of the lists um, were, were coming up, you know, hand curated. What we've transitioned to a little bit, and what we saw, um, and this is what we're talking about with the V1 to V2, um, is that these um, niche digital spaces already existed. Um, all over the internet without us of already having to curate it, right? And so, for example, like, like Lenny Wachowski, like you talked about, um, he already is a, a product management expert, right? Um, and he's developed this community of people that are interested in product management. Um, and he knows all the relevant companies and all the relevant roles uh, and, and everything of that sort. And so rather than trying to um, kind of do what he was already doing and curated ourselves, um, we saw that we could be more effective if we just provided um, these existing people and these existing communities with the hiring tools um, to start doing it themselves. And so that's what you're seeing with Network Capital where we have our palette tool for you, right? We saw that you already have, um, you know, a great audience, a great community, and you know, you know, your niche and what you're talking about, right? And, and um, instead of trying to step on your toes and curate for you, um, we said, why don't we give you the tools to be able to easily seamlessly set up and run your own niche hiring marketplace. Um, and so that's what we're, we're starting to evolve into where we're um, distributing this tool to as many different people, communities, creators, 
um, boot camps as we can, all of whom are focused um, relatively in some sort of niche uh, and allowing them to run their own marketplace. Yeah, because um, you know these days individuals can be marketplaces, communities can be marketplaces, enterprises can be marketplaces, and hiring is broken everywhere. Exactly. I think availability of jobs is not a problem. So tell us how how you're seeing. Lenny is a one person company. Network yeah. Capital is a very large community, and then there are enterprises. Uh, how do you see this job discovery space evolve? How do you think people in the coming years will find jobs? I think. Of course, communities will be an important part of it, but I'm very interested in your take as, as a builder of a platform like Palette. Yeah, so that's um, you know exactly right. And that's essentially the, the bet that we're hedging, right? Um, that all of this, you know, the internet's done some wonderful things and, it, and part of it has been um, allowing people to find those you know, digital spaces in which they feel like they belong, right? And um, communities are one aspect of that, right? Where um, if you're interested in you know, X, Y, and Z, you can go find a whole group of people that are also interested, you can network with, talk with. Um, and so you know, a lot of hiring happens through network effects, right? Where people are meeting people um, saying, oh, I have an opening, oh, I like you, you know, and, and making that interaction there, um, not necessarily just through cold applications. And so um, again, providing that space for them to do that more frictionlessly um, it, I think is an important step. So, so we do see um, the rise of creators, right? Individuals um, yeah. being able to be their own businesses and the rise of professional communities becoming like living, breathing entities, not just um, a, a flat, you know, Facebook group or WeChat, right? But um, a very dynamic space for people to get support, um, meet new people, find new work, um, all sorts of those different things. And so um, I think that's a trend that's gonna continue to rise. Um, and we're just trying to, you know, kind of be the, the support for that, right? A, a big problem that these creators or these communities have is monetization. Um, yeah. And on the other hand, um, companies pay a lot of money to, to get their jobs in front of the relevant candidates. Um, and so I, I think it, it's hopefully going to be a pretty successful marriage between the two of them, um, allowing, you know, creators and communities to monetize. Um, and allowing companies to have direct access to the people in which they already wanted direct access to. Um, yeah. you know, the existing solution, it's, it's kind of, you know, you meet elsewhere, right? You, you, the company posts to LinkedIn, the group goes to check LinkedIn for the jobs. Um, and we're just trying to cut out LinkedIn as the middleman and allow the, the direct facilitation between the two. Yeah. So tell us a bit about, uh, um, you know, the early days of Palette. I mean, it's still early days of Palette, but say the first hundred days of thinking and building, because it seems like you arrived at this solution. Nobody really knows how, you know, job discovery will evolve, but we're all sort of trying to figure out. Talk to us about insights and how did you arrive at the business model or the probable business model? Yep. So um, I think one thing that we were fortunate enough to understand is in jobs specifically, um, if you, you get the consumers, the job seekers, the companies will come. Um, so for the most part, we've, we've been focused on how do we get and engage as many job seekers in a meaningful way as possible. Um, and, and once we do that, we'll be able to sell a, a, an enterprise tool to companies looking to hire in the future. Mm. Um, and we still sort of operate under that um, idea that, but um, you know, going back to, to what those first hundred days were like, um, again, I think it was pretty scrappy. 
Um, and that's a good thing in a startup. You want to be able to be flexible and, and be able to, you know, chase down different ideas if you think that's what's going to be able to happen, right? Um, the, the decisions we've made, I don't think would have happened if we weren't um, heading into this without that flexible mindset where um, we weren't just sticking to our first initial idea, but we were, um, you know, always, you know, entertaining the possibility of, of how the, the platform could evolve. Um, and so in the beginning, it was just a, a few of us um, and, you know, we're all pretty young. It was our first enter, uh, entrepreneurial journey. Um, and mm. so we were learning and figuring things out, you know, day in and day out. Um, it, it was a funny time because it was right at the height of the pandemic. Um, and so we were, uh, you know, spending 12 hours a day inside and, and doing nothing except for working. And I think that was really beneficial for us because, um, we got to go through a lot of the, the wrong answers early on. Um, before mm -hmm. we started getting to the right ones. Um, and if I could pull one lesson from um, a startup so far, it's that you just have to start and try things because uh, almost always they never um, finish up how you thought they would. Um, you know, we, we in yeah. the little funny story is um, we thought we were going to um, add in every single job individually onto the platform as they appeared. Um, and, and we were going to do what we called a fake it until we make it until companies started posting their jobs directly to us. Yeah. It took us about, um, and, and that was always the plan. That was what we, you know, we knew we were going to do. We just had to build the platform and then we were going to, you know, just manpower through it. Um, it took us about 45 minutes to realize that that wasn't sustainable at all. And we had to switch everything up um, and go out and find a new solution. And that's what we did. Um, and so, you know, it's all of those little obstacles that you um, don't anticipate being there, but that show up that you have to get through. And, yeah. and those ones that, um, you know, make a startup journey what it is. Yeah, I think the wrong, uh, the wrong answers are a lot more revealing than the right ones because they teach you more. Exactly, yeah, they teach you more and they, and they make you dig a little bit deeper, right? Yeah. And, and go on, out and find that right answer. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Lenny a little bit uh, mm -hmm. because he's a, he's a prominent person in the creator economy, passion economy space, left his job at Airbnb and today earns, I believe, two, two and a half times of what he earned, you know, when he left Airbnb writing newsletters. So a, a good win for you guys would be to have him on board as a big champion of the platform. Tell us about how you guys met and what was the conversation like, and maybe you can explain it like a case study. It'll perhaps help other communities and other creators also uh, figure out how they can use uh, Palette, how they can monetize uh, the experience. Yeah, definitely. So um, we'd been following Lenny for um, quite some time, uh, for, for over a year. We, you know, he was always one of the, the big guys in the space that we looked up to. He, you know, when we started our journey, he was just starting his newsletter journey. Um, you know, he was very active on Twitter and in his newsletter, he was very open and transparent um, about the ups and downs of um, kind, kind of being a one man show, right? And being a creator in that creator economy, um, you know? And so we always had our eye on him. And then um, back in January, I would say this January, we, we've got an introduction to him um, through, through a mutual investor. Um, hmm. One of his friends was an early investor in what we were doing. Um, and he set up a call and um, at the time Lenny was, uh, he was thinking about doing a job board, right? And so our hmm. role at that time was um, to really convince him, you know, why he should run with us, right? There are existing hmm. products out there. Um, hmm. Why should he, why should he take his shot, right? 
um, on this, this startup that hasn't even launched yet. Um, mm. And so we basically talked about, you know, our, our grand thesis, right? How it's going to be, um, you know, the future is in these niche digital spaces. And, um, you know, we're going to have this superior tool and, uh, you know, well-designed and we'll be there, you know? And so um, with Lenny, he, he, you know, thankfully signed a board and we worked with him um, for you know, two months trying to get the product exactly to where we want it to be. And I think that was a, a, a really awesome um, relationship to have because you know, as you know, right, he was a former product manager at Airbnb for um, seven years and all of a sudden he was essentially product managing us, right? He was you know, kind of giving us little uh, sneak peeks of what it was like to be um, working on Lenny's team. So that was really cool for us, um, but ultimately um, I think the, the biggest thing for him is that monetization aspect. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's gone really well so far. And I think that, um, you know, for all of the other communities and creators out there, um, don't underestimate how powerful, um, being a recruiting marketplace can be, you know, not only can you, you know, actually help get your audience hired, um, at interesting places. Um, but it, it is a very simple path to monetization in the sense that as a community or as a creator, you've already done the hard work of curating a group of interesting people, right? That's what you do, whether it's through um, a podcast or it's through a newsletter, um, you know, whatever, you know, form you engage these people on, you've done the work of, of engaging them, of, of building up this audience and community for yourself, right? Um, and effectively, that's all you need for a hiring marketplace to start working, right? Is the people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're basically trying to communicate to, to everyone we can that um, you don't have to do anything else, really. All you, could, all you have to do is tap in to our existing um, infrastructure, right? Use our tool, um, which is, you know, as you know, free to begin with until you start making money, right? And um, all of a sudden you'll be earning, you know, an income, like a, a full income. Um, like I said, like a company spends an average of three to $5,000 per job post single job post. If you're, you know, um, you have a community of a few thousand people and you get, uh, you know, a few companies to post every month, all of a sudden you're making 60, 70, $80,000 a year um, on top of what you were already doing um, beforehand. So um, I think that's the, the, the number one reason that you should do it, right? Is it, you've done the hard work. All you have to do is kind of take a little bit of a leap and, and let us do the work for you from there. Yeah. You know, for us, what really uh, appealed to us about Palette on Network Capital was uh, we anyway have like literally hundreds of companies all around the world posting on us, uh, rep people from companies, hiring managers posting directly. Uh, what we do at the end of each day is to find out the five, 10 best jobs of the day and send it to our subscribers along mm -hmm. with the relevant masterclasses, content, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But this discovery, uh, uh, there's a lot more that can be done. So for us, at least, it seems like this will be our page for all jobs that have ever been advertised and the alumni network. Yep. Suppose somebody gets hired at Pellet or somebody gets hired at another company. They actually take the network capital badge with them. Mm -hmm. And then next time they post on our job board, you know, uh, you know, it's just familiarity, community-based hiring. Um, this has always been there, but I'm yep. really bullish about with new tools coming up, it'll perhaps be supercharged and yeah. how uh, people will go forward with it. And I, and I love what you're talking about with the, with the badge, right? The, the badge that your community gives you, right? And effectively, that's the same thing that um, a university gives you, right? Like exactly. when you graduate from 
um, you know, as, as Stanford, right? Like it's nothing more than just the, the badge that, you know, says you graduated from Stanford and you take that everywhere. And that's how we predict um, communities will, will start to operate in the future, right? Um, being a part of Network Capital, you have that badge and you take it with you. Being a part of Lenny's PM group, you have that badge, you take it with you and it means something. Um, similar yeah. to how a university you know, degree means something. Um, and what we think that's gonna do you know, in, in a larger sense is um, open up the pipelines um, for enterprises to, to understand more about um, different candidates, right? Right now, a recruiter, when they're looking, right, they say, oh, he went to, he went to Stanford or oh, you know, he went to Michigan University, right? Like uh, that says something about you, about the candidate. Um, what we're envisioning is, you know, oh, he's a part of network capital. That says something about the candidate. I don't think that behavior is quite there right now, um, but I think it's moving that direction. And yeah. uh, I think it's going to be especially important in hiring, right? In that same regard where um, being a part of specific communities is going to say something about you, right? The same way yeah. that a university degree says something about you or a prior job at Robinhood says something about you. Um, and so I think if that starts to develop a little bit, it'll only become more powerful, right? Um, now people that, you know, didn't go to um, the Stanford or a Harvard or a top tier school and, and might, you know, currently get overlooked in the hiring process, um, they can now, you know, sh showcase other badges, if you will, that they have, right? Like, oh, this person, you know, didn't go to Stanford, but they, you know, are a part of network capital. Like, that, that means something to me as a hirer. Um, and so I think it'll help um, kind of distribute and democratize, you know, um, hiring a yeah. little bit in that sense. Where people are going to be able to come from all sorts of different directions um, and, and spaces and backgrounds without having to go through the conventional top tier of companies and institutions. Yeah. You know, network capital that way is a very interesting uh, mix of people because there are people who've gone to the best best of schools, there are people who want to go to the best of schools, the people who are dropouts, people who are, you know, post 75 years of age, uh, people who are, you know, in schools, so it's a very interesting mix of people, the large majority of people are millennials, though. And what I'm seeing is that um, signaling is being broken down into or unbundled. Earlier signaling would only be if you worked at an Airbnb or went to a great school. Now, even if you have that, people are trying to do more. People are like trying to see how you can sort of uh, leverage a community or a platform to create a reputation within itself. On network capital, uh, the way hiring takes place is, of course, peer to peer. So somebody posts a job mm -hmm. and the way people engage with them, you know, trust. All of it essentially is the fact that trust is broken in the hiring process. I think uh, network capital in its own way is trying to bridge that palette as a platform is trying to sort of bring the trust leap closer. How do you, how do you visualize um, enterprises take to this? Will they be still using things like LinkedIn or will they, uh, uh, will they be going to Pallet on the likes or will it be a bit of both? Um, I think recruiting is one of the, the, uh, the things where you can utilize multiple different options at once. The more, so, the merrier. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not a, an internal company messaging tool, right? If, if I'm Slack, right, I have to win your business because there's only going to be one of me. Right. And, and in terms of recruiting, um, the, the end goal is just to get that employee. Right. And so um, I don't think there's, it's ever realistic for a comp like all companies or a single company to only use one platform. Um, they might favor it, 
and that's where we'd like to be. But I think it's unrealistic to say that like, um, you know, a, a hire or a recruiter will no longer use LinkedIn at all. Um, LinkedIn's yeah. valuable, right? It's a, a gigantic database of every single resume, you know, like in the world out there. Um, yeah. But I think what we'll do better is, is two things. The first is um, segment the, the user base, right? The, the job seeker, the same way that we segment jobs, right? And, and curate them into different, you know, categories and subcategories. Um, we're doing the same thing for uh, the users, right? On LinkedIn, you're um, just looking at one of 700 million, right? On Palette, right? You, you can look through and browse a, um, you know, 200 or 300 product managers, a part of this product manager community, right? Or machine right. learning out, you know, engineers that are part of this machine learning engine, you know, community, right? And so the, the segmentation of candidates is very useful for recruiters, right? Because essentially you can just kind of dive into um, a few hundred people or a few thousand people of the exact candidate that you're looking for. Um, and the second thing is that, that I think we'll, we'll have an advantage with is um, people for the most part aren't hanging out on LinkedIn anymore. Um, you know, if you're especially actively, Gen Z's, especially Gen, Gen Z's yeah. and millennials. Yeah. If you're actively looking for a job, uh, maybe you'll check in once and again to see if you have any messages or um, to go do a brief search. But for the most part, um, you know, job seekers, professionals, you know, young professionals, especially like you said, um, are hanging out in the, in the, you know, the spaces that they want to hang out, right? They're hanging out in the network Slack, uh, network capital groups and forums, right? They're hanging out mm -hmm. in Lenny's Slack group, right? That's where they're spending their time, not on LinkedIn. And so um, as a company, it's advantageous for uh, a recruiter to reach out to somebody where they're already spending their time rather than hoping that they, you know, merge to a new platform or, or you know, are checking their LinkedIn, but instead saying, um, I'll meet you where you are, right? The power is in your hands. I'll meet you where you are. Right. Um, early days of the company, uh, what are you guys building right now? What features can other communities, users expect? And uh, tell us more about it. Yeah, um, we are laser focused on this, this community hiring tool. Um, so you've seen the, uh, the V1, if you will, right? Yeah. Um, it's a pretty standard job board with some, um, you know, really nice design, some unique privacy settings, um, community specific features. Um, we're just going to double down on that. And, and there's still a lot that we can improve in terms of uh, job posting flow, um, some design kinks, um, the ability to, for community leaders to do a few more things on their own. Um, so, so right now it's just focused on um, those features that, that you've already seen or you are, you've already you know, been hinted at. Um, and then what we're going to do from there is start expanding outward, right? Um, basically starting with the, you know, if you think of the, the community tool as the core, right? And that, that central job board is the core. Um, the next thing we're going to do is build out company pages, um, right? Mm -hmm. So individual companies can be you know, highlighted with all their roles and all their relevant information. Um, and then from there, we're going to move into the larger um, platform, right? Uh, the, the discovery engine, what we call a discover page, um, where we're mm. going to list all of these different communities and all of these different curated lists um, in one place so that you can start to, um, you know, navigate on your own. And then from there, we're going to, you know, continue to build it out like that. So um, mm. I think that's what's in store for the next few months. Um, and I hope you're, you know, you keep an eye on it because I think, think there'll be some cool things. Yeah, well, we're very excited about that too. Uh, give me the broader vision. Like, um, 
where do you what would success look like for you in a few years um, and if you could you know solve one problem in this space what what would it look like say in a three to five year horizon yeah so i think that the the ultimate vision right is um every new recruiting solution or recruiting product um is built you know on us you know and, and we get to a point where there isn't a reason for um, a, a new recruiting solution to be built elsewhere, right? If you're trying to build, you know, a, a very high, highly curated group of software engineers um, as a service, right? Like an agency, there's no reason to not tap into our network, um, tap into the companies that we know and the consumers that we have in our platform. And so that's the ultimate vision to really be the sandbox for all of these new recruiting platforms to, to build on. Um, and, and I think what that looks like over the next few years is just, um, onboarding and, and engaging with as many of these niche digital communities, creators, boot camps um, as possible, right? And so, um, you know, right now we're in the very early days, right? We have um, under a hundred uh, of these communities and creators built on top of us. Um, but in a few years, we want it to be in the, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of different um, niche spaces and niche products that are um, ultimately involved in the pallet ecosystem. Well, that sounds like a powerful vision, Jake. Uh, well, we'll be cheering for you and your team all along. Um, congratulations on what you've built. And uh, I always am stunned by the diversity of people we get on board on Network Capital. Wrestler turned CEO with loads of recruiting adventures on board. <laughs> yes, that is, yep. I think that's a good way. I'm going to put that in my, uh, my bio. That's a good, uh, <laughs> um, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs>